Hi, it's Tony Chapman, and welcome to Chatter That Matters, the podcast where we cut through the clutter to focus on what matters most to your life and your livelihood. Thanks to the incredible support of RBC, we're focusing the next 10 episodes on the heart of our economy, small businesses. Small business matters, and it's in our collective interest to keep them beating strong. In this episode, you're going to receive a masterclass in building brands and the experience economy. Okay, thank you, Will. And it's taught by Joe O'Brien, who captains a highly respected ecotourism boat company. This is where the whales come and sing and he's going to take you to the edge of the, the universe. Joining him is the brilliant cultural anthropologist, Yujual Arkelbin, a highly respected marketing and brand strategist, Alex Blum, and Kelly Soriel from RBC, who calls small business owners her heroes. And they have one quest, to keep Joe's boats afloat until the tourists come back. Joe Bryan, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Take me back to the early 80s and the business you were in and how you reinvented yourself. I was born in a little fishing village just south of St. John's, 30 miles to the south. And I was from a fishing family, and that meant we went on the ocean every day to make our living. We had to use gill nets, long lines, and cod traps, and uh, jiggers to catch fish in the ocean. And we saw that uh, as young people, and our parents were telling us that the future didn't look bright in the fishery, and that we probably should change our way of life. Becoming involved in seabird research because of some of our gillnets were catching seabirds, and then the biologists from the university suggested that we should try our hand at something new, uh, ecotourism, and taking people to see the birds. When you first heard that idea of ecotourism, did you ever imagine that there'd be a business in just having people come out and look at birds? <laughs> Absolutely not. Our uh, our relatives and our uncles and our locals in the village. I wondered if we were uh, gone a little crazy because uh, they said nobody was going to go out and see birds fly over their head and drop feces down on them. So uh, it didn't look like it had much of a future, but uh, we didn't see it that way. We, we saw the, the expression and the feeling in people's faces and uh, the, their joy that they experienced. We knew this had to be a business and all we had to do was try and get it up and running. How good is this? Take me just to the, the culture at the time. How do you come to terms with having the confidence to say, maybe I am right, when the vast majority of people are, as you said, questioning the, uh, the new venture? Well, we knew we were right because when we en- ended up at the end of the day, we had a fish full of cash in our hands and people were giving us extra money for the great service that we provided. Your business has changed dramatically over the last three decades, I would imagine. Uh, quite quite so. Uh, first, when we started running our business, we were putting little cards on, on restaurant tables and bending them, and hopefully people would pick them up and give you a call. Uh, technically, at the hotels, they were saying we were soliciting for business, and uh, we broke, broke the barriers there by inviting them out on promotional fam tours and uh, grew our business by being nice to our guests and being nice to the guests that come and stay in Newfoundland and our hotels and, and, and offerings like that. We gained a reputation as being a five-star attraction, a seabird reserve with 4.6 million seabirds. It's a very unique experience. It's like going to the edge of the earth and, and seeing what it's like looking over the edge. It's, it was a whole new experience for the guests. How did you communicate the adventure back then? 
our key in the old days was every guest that we had was our, our walking billboard and uh, from dentist's office in Vancouver to physiotherapists in Ontario, all these people that came looking for a unique experience in, in a part of Canada that they never known much about and wanted to experience started in becoming our, our, our marketing people. One of the things I love about entrepreneurs is that they understand that sometimes the best amplification, the best expression of the brand is somebody that's outside of their business. Somebody that's experienced the product, that's coming back smiling and can't wait to share their photos and talk about what it feels like to go to the edge of the universe. Taking the leap from ocean fishing to ecotourism requires more than a leap of faith. Joe has to do some tough homework and learn a brand new business. As a young man, I, I traveled with my, my partner, my wife, and, and uh, I looked at different boat operations and whale watch operations and what was a success and what wasn't a success. I, I, I always thought of myself as being the, the uh, sort of the, the shrimp amongst the, all the sharks or the whales in the ocean. So I studied the big guys and done cruises on cruise ships and wondered how they attracted people and, and watched watched other players in the business do a great job of marketing themselves and marketing their product. Joe's biggest takeaway? He wasn't in the touring business. He was in the memories business. Because we're in a very unique part on the on the planet where the northern waters push down with the great plankton bloom and the animals from such as whales and seabirds come from collectively all over the ocean uh, they congregate here to feed it's sort of like being at a, a at a giant festival or party so people people jumped on it and uh, you could see the expression in their faces when they saw a puffin for the first time or, or a whale blow or smell the whale's breath as you're downwind of it it's a life-changing experience for people who come from a steel jungle or a concrete castle. There's no one more insightful than Joe O'Brien. He knows that knowledge is power. You don't just show Mother Nature's beauty, you tell it and preserve it. We knew that people were looking for a, a real unique experience. So by doing what we've done and showing them the corner of the earth, I mean, the Avalon Peninsula is made up of uh, European plates of rock uh, the ocean has been shifting and, and eroding the whole land, so the landscape is always changing, and it's it's a really unique spot to to come and visit. That it's safe for people to experience it in a in a in a positive light. We we done research on the seabirds to see that we're not having impact. We helped uh, invent a code of conduct that allowed people to view whales without disturbing them in a in a collective manner that uh, allowed everybody to cohabitate. Marketing becomes extraordinary when you can compress the essence of your business into a couple of words that when someone hears it, fires the imagination. And Joe Bryan does it better than most when he uses things like going to the edge of the universe or if you ever smell the whale's breath. When someone hears that, they want it. So I now want to go the way you operate your business. How do you instill that sense of pride and, and love of the adventure we have to think of everybody as a team and in our team we got to teach compassion for who we are and what we're about so i teach for on the boat side of it i teach all the the crew 
whether you're one season student or, or, or a repeat student that works with us, how to run the vessel, how to manage the boat, how to take care of the guests. So you, you feel very important. Uh, if, if Joe is going to give you his half a million dollar boat and let you drive with 100 passengers, he must feel confidence in you. And uh, then you learn to sing a couple of songs. You might have to be a great singer, but if you, if you sing from your heart and you tell the story of where you are and what you're seeing, it's, it's, it's a very positive experience. It creates great positivity in your staff that they, they are playing a serious part in delivering your product. Do you think they're doing it because they want to make more tips? Or are they doing it because they really want to see the smiles on people's faces? Well, we, we never look at the tip factor as part of our business. We do our best to do a great job, and, and uh, if the tip comes in, that's fine. But we, we take pride in, in making sure that the guests know who we are and why we, why we ended up in this place on the planet and how happy we are to, to offer and let them have a look through our eyes of how we, we view the world. Just give the listener a sense of what this business is now. So we have uh, three vessels. We have a 100-passenger vessel. We have an 85-passenger vessel. Uh, we have a 12-passenger vessel. We have a gift shop, a couple of restaurants, a 100-seat and a 50-seat restaurant, two boutiques, uh, three shuttle buses. And uh, in 19, 2019, we were running four rides a day, 9 o'clock, 11.30, 2 o'clock, and 4.30, and sometimes an evening run. And uh, we were moving between twenty to 25,000 customers in a couple of month period in the summertime. And today, Joe, one year later? Today, it's, <laughs> it's, we're all shut down. Uh, we, we, won't, we won't be able to open on the 1st of May this year. Uh, Transport Canada, according to health, Canada says we probably will look at it by the end of June. So right now, instead of taking bookings, we're, we're giving back their, their reservations and uh, we're sending their money back to the guests. Assuming that you'll get your financing, what else will you need to do? Our hopes are that uh, eventually people will want to come back and, and see Newfoundland and Labrador and uh, that will be op still open for business. So we have to speak to our financial people on how to, how to plan past COVID-19 and finance our way into 2021 and maybe 2022 before we start to see a change. And how are you doing personally? Because I know how attached you are to your team, to your family, the people that work with you. Well, it, it's very sad because... We don't know if we're going to be able to keep some of our uh, longevity of company employees and uh, we're very worried about whether or not they'll be there in the future. And so we're going to try and do everything we can to, to help these people uh, get us into post-COVID-19. And, and uh, that's very worrisome because it takes a lot of money to make sure people are secure and stable. Joe's resilience, imagination, drive, and personality is why I have such faith that small business will reinvent the future of Canada's economy. He didn't just walk away from a fishing business and create an ecotourism business. He's touched the lives of hundreds of employees. He's put smiles on the faces of thousands of customers. He's given us another reason to visit Newfoundland, one of the most beautiful places on the world. And even when COVID-19 threatens that future, Joe remains optimistic because he sees the entire economy coming together by us working together. 
it's very obvious that this is creating a stronger global economy because everybody realizes that we're all in this together. Uh, we all thought we were all in our own little silos, but today we know that we're going to have to really work together because uh, it's going to take a lot of people collectively pulling on the rope together in order to make her go in the right direction. We have to keep Joe's ships in the water. We have to keep his entrepreneurial spirit alive. Now I'm going to find the thought leaders that can help with that quest. I must give a huge shout out to RBC for sponsoring the Small Business Matters series on Chatter That Matters and for running excerpts on 67 radio stations across Canada. I'm a big fan of RBC, not just because they're one of the world's best run and most respected banks, it's because of what they do to help all of Canada. Take Future Launch, a $500 million investment to help Canadian youth find and pursue their path in life, or the investment RBC makes in arts and culture, in amateur sports, and in building our new economy. When COVID-19 hit, RBC stepped up with millions of dollars to support food banks and essential services. And they had only one ask for this series. Don't make this show about RBC. Make it about the small business heroes. And speaking of heroes and their quest, let's get back to see what the experts have to say. Joe, the first person I talked to was a gentleman called Ujwal Arkelgood. He's a cultural anthropologist. He's the CEO of a company called MotiveBase. The first thing I asked Ujwal, Will the world be completely different post-COVID? Culture changes a lot more slowly than we think it does. As human beings, we love to overestimate the impact of change. It's rarely the case. So what will be different? People are rethinking, what is luxury? Should I spend the money on the Prada bag or should I spend the money on going and experiencing things that are suddenly so near and dear to me? How is this going to impact Joe's business? The world will not be worse off for him, his business, and his community. It will be better off for him and his business, 100%. We see this through all the analysis and tracking we're doing. He just has to get through the short-term pain. Well, you're more optimistic than most. So tell me a few more reasons why Joe should believe that the future is going to be a lot brighter than he thinks. People are craving an understanding of some of these experiences that they otherwise can't get. So there are opportunities, obviously, for Joe through the digital channel and through all the customers that he has had in the past and the incredible experiences they've had. But can they afford to feed this crave of of wanting experiences that matter? 75% of the Canadian consumer who has been lucky enough not to lose their jobs, we're saving money. And Ujwal, do you have any final thoughts for Joe? The key to Joe's uh, IP is his passion and his knowledge. You know, for example, in his interview, he talks about his knowledge of the geology of the region. He talks about his knowledge of whales. Uh, He talks about feeling like you're on the edge of the earth. These are all important components of the experience that people are craving right now. And there's a gradually greater renewed energy for these types of experiences. So Joe, this is uh, one of the smartest individuals in Canada. He's pretty optimistic about your business. What, what do you think hearing him for the first time? I didn't think it would be that uh, positive, 
but uh, he seems to understand or have a, a pulse on how people feel and uh, having a feeling about what they want to do to take their vacation uh, makes me feel good because it tells me that people are still interested in unique, cool experiences, especially where we sit on the edge of the universe. So I'm now going to pivot to Alex Blum. Alex is one of the top experiential marketers in the country. She has a firm called Silver Lining, and she helps to position clients to take advantage of opportunities. First thing Alex comes out with is such passion about your sector. My belief is there's never been a better time in recent history to be a small, independent tour operator. So I asked her, why small? One of the likely macroeconomic outcomes of COVID is this regional economy versus global economy mindset, the narrowing of the borders. So narrowing the borders, who should Joe target for his business? The North American consumer versus the global consumer is his target. They're less expensive to target and a little bit easier to market to versus the global consumer. The high net worth consumer is likely to rebound first and they want great experiences. They're also going to be a little more demanding. So Alex, Joe's going to have to deal, I think, with less is more, less people in each ship. How can he recoup that revenue? Joe has a great opportunity to increase and up his game in terms of what he offers on his restaurant menus, like signature cocktails. Uh, He has an opportunity to increase his collectibles in the gift shop and to create some great themed tours, which normally very, very high price bucket list theme tours. So Joe's are very proud about Newfoundland and Labrador and, and the community. How does he help to position that region in terms of this new post-COVID economy? He is going to have a wonderful sort of focused audience of high net worth individuals that before may have traveled to Iceland to see the puffins. Now they can go to Newfoundland, which is a little less scary, a little closer, and just as magical. So Joseph's small operator and, and leverage is going to be key. He's not going to have the resources. What can he do about tapping into global tour operators? They don't have a lot of domestic content. And they haven't because compared to global destinations, it didn't have the same margins. Joe has a great opportunity to work with his DMO, his destination marketing organization, and make sure that they are in touch with all these tour operators that can bring their thousands of customers to Joe in a very, very efficient manner. So big tour operators, are there any other pawns for Joe to fish in? The airlines, the credit card companies, companies like AARP and CARP are going to be looking for great ways to get their consumers to spend again. I imagine as Joe's listening to this and every tour operator, they're writing notes furiously. So you're on a roll, Alex. Anybody else we should be talking to? Joe has so much cocktail currency and amazing content to educate consumers. So alumni associations that are looking for great travel destinations, more in North America than any time before. And then companies like Blythe and Company, it's going to be difficult to convince parents to let their kids go abroad for a gap year. 
But imagine Joe as like Professor Joe giving these kids the experience of a lifetime. So Joe, what did you have to think about Alex Blum and Silver Lining, how you should position yourself? Sounds like these people are very in tune to where the consumer lies uh, far more than what I would see through my little glass. But we were always worried about how they were going to be dealing with post-COVID and, and, and how they were going to be thinking about travel. So I was always worried, would they just stay in their bubble or would they want to look for unique experiences? So Joe, I left this final comment from Ujwal, who summarizes what both have been saying about you and your business. It's less about a boat tour and more about the experience of being in that environment, of being able to experience the things that you could only dream of, like smelling the whale's breath. And now I want to take you to Kelly Suriel. She's the VP of RBC. She, uh, she works on the East Coast. But before she started talking about your business, she has more in common with you than simply the region. Joe, you may be happy to know my mom's actually from a tiny fishing village in Newfoundland. So when something like COVID-19 hit, something unforeseen, I asked Kelly where do financial advisors focus? The history of the company uh, and the relationship that we have with our, our business owner clients. In many cases, we've had these relationships for years and we know the business owners, we know their companies, we know how successful they have the opportunity to be. So tenure matters, but I imagine Joe's going to have to have many conversations with his financial institution. Any advice? It's always better to be in a position to anticipate some of these what-ifs than, than to be blindsided by them. So what are the important things Joe should have in his sort of knapsack as he walks in these meetings? First, to be transparent. Um, and second, to be prepared. So in what way? Doing a little homework around what resources you have available, what plans you have, what are the assumptions that actually stand up those plans. You know, your advisor will likely ask you why a number of times through the conversation and maybe challenge some of your assumptions. But the objective of that is really just to have a real true understanding of, of your situation and your plan so that we can support and advise you. So, Kelly, how do you view the importance of small businesses in your region? Small business owners are heroes. They do so much for our communities. They provide jobs, they provide valuable services, and they also support all the other things that make our communities so special and that tie us together. It's interesting to have a financial institution use the word hero when describing their clients. So, Joe, how, how do you feel about what RBC's talking to you about? <laughs> I'm switching to RBC. <laughs> 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 no question. Well, I'd like to thank her for giving us that thoughtful insight because as a as a consumer buying from banks or borrowing from banks, we don't look through the same lens that they look through. We kind of look through our own eyes and sit in the trees and to to understand how they think about financing money to make us uh, strong and productive is a, it's a kind of a different lens to look through. So I thank her for her comments. This moment in time is no different than the mid-80s when the cod were disappearing. 
and you had to reinvent and reimagine a new life. Everyone's scared and skeptics and negative energy overpopulate our conversation. But the ones that ignore and choose to make things happen will be the ones that ignite and drive our new economy. You and I both know, in fact, the experts know, you're one of those chosen ones. It's in your DNA. And you never use the word I, it's always we and together. What you offer is real, authentic, granular. I want people to smell a whale's breath. And when you say that, you smile. Not because there's profit, because there's a memory that lasts a lifetime. I want to be on your boat and sing your songs and hear you describe whales as living dinosaurs. I want to see the next generation learn those essential skills of humility and generosity in serving others. And I'm not alone. My only wish is that I could bottle you so that you're an entrepreneurial spirit of resilience and this innate desire to create incredible and extraordinary experiences. Well, that could become the DNA of all Canadians. Joe, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for giving me the chance to speak to my fellow Canadians. To find details on how RBC supports its business clients, visit rbc.com business. You've been listening to Chatter That Matters with Tony Chapman. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with Tony on Twitter at Tony Chapman, through LinkedIn at Tony Chapman Reactions, or visit his website, TonyChapmanReactions.com. Chatter That Matters is produced by Tony Chapman Reactions and Eye Contact Productions.